In this new episode, Jordan's first ever operational drought monitoring system. You're listening to Nature Middle East Podcast, broadcasting from Cairo, Egypt. The water situation in Jordan is dire. Dams have less than 50% capacity, droughts are frequent, and water demands are not exactly met. Now, several organizations in Jordan and outside are putting their heads together in an attempt to better the country's drought monitoring system. This is a new episode of Nature Middle East Podcast. I'm Pakina Maimer. Institutions like the International Center for Biosaline Agriculture, better known as ICBA, in addition to the FAO, the USAID, UNDP, and the University of Nebraska, are creating a new integrated drought monitoring system. The system will utilize open-source and free-of-charge software developed by the Climate Change and Adaptation Research Team at ICBA and the University of Nebraska. Last week, they held a workshop to provide engineers with a hands-on training in using the software. Dr. Rachel McDonnell, head of climate change modeling and adaptation section and principal scientist in water governance and policy at IGBA, has the full story. We have been partnering with the University of Nebraska, their National Drought Mitigation Center. And this center has been coordinating drought monitoring in the U.S. for more than 20 years. So under a USAID-funded project, we are working with them to take the um, starting technology that they have for drought monitoring in the U.S. and in other countries, and then adapting it and um, changing it, but, but having it usable by um, Jordan and Lebanon, Morocco, and Tunisia. So we're working with four countries here to bring drought monitoring so that it's, an, it's operational. And as you rightly said, we are aiming to use open source software So we are using a couple of software systems and various modeling behind um, data gathering and modeling behind the drought monitoring system. But it's been packaged in a way that it it can drop and go into whichever ministries or agencies are involved with drought monitoring in those four countries. Over the past few years, Jordan has experienced several droughts that badly affected its farming, water supplies and vulnerable communities, like refugees, for instance. The country is highly water-stressed. Things like drought management and developing monitoring and early warning systems are highly necessary. I asked Dr. McDonnell about the specifics of the new software they're using to detect drought, and this is what she had to say. How are we going to detect drought? Well, we know drought is is a reduction in rainfall. There's less water there, so we are using um, global data sets for uh, rainfall, for precipitation, and for temperature. We're also generating details on soil moisture because we know it's not to do with necessarily did it rain, what's been the rainfall this month, but what are the soil moisture conditions left over from previous months. And we're also using vegetation stress. So we've got these four variables, these four data sets that we are combining to then be able to give an indication of how much drought there is. So the software we've developed, it involves... Um, scripting, um, sort of writing scripts so that they're able to pull down the data sets from these long-running uh, satellite and model data sets, uh, combine them, and using various algorithms, find out, generate how much the rainfall for this month is more or less relative to the last 
30 years or 40 years, however much it is, because drought is always local. So a drought in Dubai is different from a drought in, in um, Cairo, is different to a drought in Lebanon. But what you need to do is drought is relative to the local conditions in those areas. And that's why the software is all about generating to find out how the, those conditions for stress, water, vegetation stress or rainfall or temperature or soil moisture are relative to what they are. And then, of course, we need to be able to generate the maps. So we have a GIS, an open source GIS within the system that is able to map it. And it's very much this map is the end product of lots of various mathematical modeling that's gone on beforehand. But it's this map that will then act as the decision-making support um, output for decision for whoever is responsible for the map. Because what that map is able to say is where the drought is and how intense that drought is. So we're able to, we've got five classes of drought that goes from uh, drier than usual through to exceptional drought. So that's one every 50 years drought. So um, that, that's what the, the map is able to produce. So it means that this map can then be used as a trigger. So once the government uh, is then able to see where its actions are needed and um, how much of those actions are needed. And um, it, it means that it um, takes a little bit of the politics and gives very much an evidence-based um, support to helping to overcome those drought impacts. How many months of, of monitoring or how many monthly maps would you need in order to uh, be comfortable making certain predictions or using the information in order to create management systems? So the maps that uh, we've been working with with our friends in Jordan, but also in Lebanon, Tunisia, and Morocco in two weeks' time, we, can, we, we generate monthly maps going back 30 years. Okay, And so what we would do is we would take those maps and for for known events. So, for example, in Jordan, there was a very severe drought in the beginning of 2014. So we will go back and check that those maps, are they detecting from our raw data, are they detecting the drought, and work with our friends in Jordan to find out, is it in the right places and is it the right intensity? So then we can be very confident that those drought maps, those drought-monitored maps, are good, to, good for the current conditions. So it tells you what is the state of drought at the moment. Now, early warning systems are a little bit different. The early warning systems that we would want to use are not the weather that you get on, on Weather Arabia or channels like that. We would want to know what is happening in the next 30 to 100 days because those are the, that's the sort of decision-making um, framework for managing levels in a reservoir or managing whether you're going to sow a particular crop and things like that. And that's very complicated. That, the, the data sets for that are not really available, and we're working with NASA on a project. Um, we are hoping to have the system transferred to us uh, at ICBA so that we can do, um, do these operational early warning systems in the next six months. So they've been working on this for two years, developing this early warning system that we will be able to use in our countries. This is um, using quite complex, not only data sources, but also looking at water modeling within the system because, as we know, the drought is not just about uh, the rainfall. It's relative to normal conditions, but what's the soil water, how much water is in the soil, how much water is in the reservoirs, um, and that will depend, that will, that will help us understand how severe the drought is likely to be and what measures we should be beginning to take now to offset those potential impacts um, going forward. 
Droughts do bring unwanted pressures on natural resources, impacting society, food security, and naturally, a country's economy. So this is definitely a positive step forward. Hopefully, drought management and warning systems can be streamlined across the entire region. If you've enjoyed the story, check out our coverage of breakthrough science and regional discoveries on nature.com slash East. That's it for today. Our podcast now airs weekly. You can tune in to Nature Middle East on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm Pakina Maimer. Thank you for listening.